What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Wrestling Freaks podcast. Myself and JMO. Um, Skull might be joining us later. I'm not sure. Hopefully, he can. He's been having some power issues. Uh, JMO, how you doing? What's going on, buddy? We got a gang today. Holy Christ. Alright. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. Thank y'all for joining us for the podcast today. Oh, yeah. We have got a lot to talk about. Oh, apparently, uh, yeah. We have uh, we have an uninvited guest. <clears throat> Apparently, the dog wants to talk about it too. <laughs> uh, dog, dogs are just barking just because. So, what should we start with? Well, uh, <laughs> I mean. I mean, we might as well just, you know, start with the biggest news of the night, pretty much, from last night. Oh, I already know what this is. I already know what this is. I know where you're going with this. Our truth is back, y'all. Our truth is back, bitches. Let's go. (laughs) The biggest return in WWE history. Oh, absolutely. Hell yes. He's been going for what, a year or so? Something like that. Yeah, he's back. He's my dog. I mean, he even said it too, uh, but he even said it last night. He goes, hey, where have you been? I've been here the whole time, man. (laughs) Our truth is back. Future in, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if our truth is the one that dethrones Gunther? I'm just putting it out there in the universe, okay? Our truth is the one that de- that dethrones Gunther. I mean, think about this. Think about this. The Intercontinental Champion does look a little similar to the twenty uh, to the old twenty four seven title. I'm just saying. Maybe he gets it confused. I mean, what am I talking about? Truth is a genius, okay? Hell yeah. Going on, Russell Fan. Just trying to catch up to the chat. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um... Keep it PG. Uh, Kobe, we don't keep it PG here. Well, one of us does. Yeah, well, okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if, and I don't even know if that's PG. Gotta get that sound loop. Double B, adaptive, always good to see you. Hope you're feeling better, man. I know last time, uh, one of the last times you said you had COVID. 
Yeah, that that'll kick anybody's butt. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but you know, <sighs> but yeah, man, it's I don't know, dude. There's just you know, like we were talking about before we, you know, before we went live today. Mm-hmm. There's going to be so much going on oh, in yeah. the next in the next month or so. Yep. Month and a half, maybe. What? <laughs> I mean, they, there's going to be so much going on until until at least mania. Oh, for sure. That, and and they, not just in and the thing is not just in WWE. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about in all of wrestling. Yeah. Yep. You know, Across up until Mania, you know, uh, for dude, this it's just gonna fly by because yeah. there's gonna be so much going on, so much to talk about, and everybody's gonna be excited. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely interested to see what happens from here, especially you know, on the WWE side, what what happens tomorrow on Raw? What happens on SmackDown? Um, well, I well I've got some I've got some inside sources, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, all yeah. of some stuff that's supposed to be happening in the next couple of days. Yeah, you know, because uh, you are the double O. It's been a little bit, but it's been, and you are the double O. But, remember, I predicted for something to happen last night, and it was about three seconds away from happening. Yep, you did. And I called it out on, on the live reaction stream when it happened. I mean... <laughs> Can you, you know? imagine though? I am in a way. I it, wouldn't say I wish it would have happened, and but you I know, would have been really curious to see had the refer that referee wi- uh, that held the briefcase because I don't think it's Aubrey Edwards. I think Aubrey Edwards is in AEW yeah, now, Al- right? Yeah, Aubrey. Yeah, Aubrey's in AEW. Yes. Um, but I think that and. Had that referee rang the bell and then Orton's theme hit, that would have been interesting. Now, you and you know what's and I know we're talking about, I know we're talking about the last War Games match mm-hmm. of the night or the you know the main event, but and we'll get into that in a little bit. Oh yeah. But what's really funny is, uh. Everybody was in the ring, right? Uh-huh. And nobody's music hit. Nothing happened, and you know everybody's you know everybody's like you know nobody's coming out. They don't have any help, whatever. And I looked at my wife and looked at the other people that I was watching it with, and I said, "Y'all do realize that without that fifth member, this match cannot end." That's a good point. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Rhea come out with the briefcase. If Damien would have cashed in and pinned Seth, 
it would have been for the title, but it would not have affected the War Games match. Correct. So I thought I thought that was a really interesting twist on it. And what I uh, okay, I just thought of something. I mean, it's already over. Uh, it's already over now, so nothing else, uh, you know, nothing can happen. What if fantasy booking here? What if Damien cashed in, right? Because Seth, at, at that point when he was about to cash in, Seth was just put through a table. Correct. So Seth was more or less kind of on anyway. But what if the referee would have rang the bell, Orton hit, and Orton's music hit. And so everything happened the way it did, right? But the, re- the ref rings the bell for the cash in. But what if at the very same time that Damien said, uh, let's just say, would have pinned Seth, another member of the Judgment Day was being pinned to end War Games and simultaneously. But see, then that would... See that that would have meant that Randy would have had to be in the ring. Yeah, I know. But if if he if, if he would have cashed in, and as the bell rang for the cash in, Randy's music hit, but he had not been in the ring yet. Yeah, I know. It would not have affected the War Games match. That's what I'm and saying. Then, that's yeah, what I'm. That's but, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, but if but until Randy stepped in the ring, technically War Games hadn't started yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it could have happened, and it would have been really. It would have been very interesting. It, yes. it would have been an, a very interesting. The uh, and, the only and again I caught again I I kind of called that a little bit that it could possibly happen. Yeah, you called it about two two or three episodes ago. Yeah, I know I didn't do it last week. I was you know mm-hmm. MIA, but yeah, I called it the week before. Um. Yeah, I think it would have been very, very interesting. The only thing I would have been disappointed on it, and and I would have been disappointed, but at the same time, I would have been happy. I still think, because no one would ever see it coming, I still think Damien should cash in on Roman. Well... I've actually got I've actually got an interesting thought about when he should cash in, but I'll get into that later because it's going to tie in with something else we're going to talk about. Okay. Hmm. Um. Before we get into the Survivor Series card, is there any other wrestling news that you have?
can't think of anything. Does anybody, oh. uh, or anybody else in chat, does anybody else have any rest? I mean, it's probably going to be hard to trump last night's card, but, you know, we'd like to try and cover um, any wrestling news leading up to any big events. Um, the only thing that I have is um, supposedly on that Roman part, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, Kobu, we can talk about that video you sent me too. Um, but on the Roman front, supposedly rumors are that at Rumble, which is the next time Roman will defend his title, Apparently, it is not going to be... It supposedly is not going to be LA Knight again. Supposedly, Roman's got bigger plans. <clears throat> so... WrestleFan, we'll actually talk about that. And there's actually something that's kind of interesting. That we'll get into that in a little bit. Do you think Ah, yeah, that is, yeah, that's definitely something we'll talk about. So yeah, that's that's, that's actually something that I had that I had heard. That's that's some information that I, that yeah that I had heard about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, JMO's kind of got the inside scoop again. Um, but Kovis has sent uh, sent me a video. Um. So, for anybody that doesn't know, <laughs> um, Kovis is a big Drew McIntyre fan. Mm-hmm. And a Becky Lynch fan. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Apparently, Kovu sent me a video of, like, a fan that was ringside, so it was a video caught that after war games, after the men's war games, Drew apparently stormed out of the building. Yes. Like, oh, he's he still is... in his gear. Yeah. And he just walked yeah. out. Yep. That's, that's accurate. So, that's, that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, he is not happy with his... With his booking that's going on right now. Um, crazy. Hmm. We just got our third member. Oh my god. Hold up. Skull in the house, let's go. Hold on. I gotta make this official now. Oh, you're good. Um, I think it's this one. Maybe? Possibly? There it is! There we ladies go. And, ladies and gents, the freaks are back together. <clears throat> What's going on, Skull? How you doing, man? Nah, not, not much. much. Welcome uh, in. You have, Welcome uh, you in, haven't man. missed much. We uh, just... Um, yeah, 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 I've been, I've been lurking, lurking in chat. chat. 
and when I saw when I when you started talking about the whole thing with Drew, I figured I'd hop in because um, I actually read an article last night too after him storming out that apparently he's there is a very high possibility he's letting his contract lapse after April and going back home for like six months to a year. I actually read the same thing. So, which totally is understandable. I get that 100%, but I think the reason he stormed out is, you know, the same reason that the YouTube video I sent you guys um, late last night, early this morning of Seth, because I don't know. um, And I know I just kind of just jumped in here and just a fucking, and just started wrecking shit, but um, it's kind of part of that. You know what I mean? Is Drew storms out. And the video that I saw of Drew storming out was right after Punk came out. Um, so I don't know if the video that you got crazy shows when Drew stormed out or not. Um, but um, everything that I saw, Drew stormed out after Punk's music hit. And then obviously, you know, the video you guys saw, Seth. And when Seth gets up off the steps and starts going after him, okay. and Cody has to come out of the ring, and, like, okay. I don't know if that's staged well, well, or if that's well, legit. Hang on. I've... I've actually got some. In, I actually got some information on that. Breaking news from the double O. Here we go. I'm just kidding. No, I'll I'll get into that later. But yeah, just okay. You know, because you know we'll go match by match. And I've I've actually got some information on the whole Seth and Cody and all of that. Right. I mean, Cody's completely okay with it, but yeah, Seth and um, and then Crazy, I don't remember if he sent it in the group chat or the solo chat, but Jay didn't look happy either. <laughs> well, like I said, I've, like I said I've, I've got some major information. Okay, on good. The, on, on the whole CM Punk thing. And um, everything surrounding it. Um, Skull, now that you're in here, being that you're sort of, well, you and JMO, I guess, are kind of our news guys. Do you have any outside news um, outside of Survivor Series last night? Um, AEW or anything? Not much, just because of everything going on at home. Um, I haven't been able to look up much. Um, the only big thing that we could talk about is I brought it up the other night on stream. Um and it's have it's like kind of the like heavy rumor now going around um like wrestle talk um over on TikTok and now it's like hitting everywhere now. Um that a lot of people are saying that Swerve Strickland and them are the devil um and his group that Swerve's gonna end up being the devil. Um and then Brian Cage and all of them are going to be the goons, which would be perfect, in all honesty, when you think about it a little more. But other than that, other than that, just kind of, you know, rumor mill that's just hitting everywhere now. I really, and there really isn't much. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't watch, I didn't watch Collision. Uh, I, don't know I didn't watch Rampage or Collision last night because of Survivor Series, so I need to go back and watch those still. Um... Okay, sorry, J-Mo was about to say something. No, I was going to say it would be kind of weird for, you know, somebody to watch Collision and all of that, you know, in in comparison to 
I was going to try and watch them at the same time, but it was just too much. You know what I mean? Dude, that's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, it was just way too much, especially too, like, obviously Rampage is just, you know, Rampage. Um, but with this whole tournament going on now, um, Blue League started on Collision last night, so I didn't want to try and watch Survivor Series and Collision because I want to pay attention to this tournament. Mm-hmm. Because obviously the tournament's a lot like the uh, a lot like the New Japan one, so it's point based. So just because someone wins the match doesn't mean they move on to like another round. So it's it's all like a point based thing. So you got to pay attention to see if someone you know is getting three points or two points or one point or no points, um, and all that. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm not about to try. <laughs> there was no way I was gonna be able to pay attention to both at all. So. Um. I'm glad you brought up a collision. And we'll get in, and I guess, I can, I had heard something of when Punk came out. Um, but I can bring it up now, or I can wait until we get to that. Well, I was actually going to bring something up, too, so if you want to bring that up, because, I mean, if it's if it's AEW-related, like what I was going to bring up, because even though it was it was on Survivor Series last night, yep. um, it's still technically, like, AEW's involved, so, like, if, if it's AEW involved, we should talk about it before going to Survivor Series, just because, you know what I mean? That way, when we talk Survivor Series, we're talking just that. Well, I uh, so basically like when Punk came out and he was like interacting or like he hugged the two fans like you first the uh, he hugged the first guy on like by the ramp that said Chicago three times or something like that and then he went to the other fan apparently and like um I don't know if if it was like one of the fans or if it was Punk himself. <clears throat> But he had said, like, something was said of, like, literally reference to Collision. (laughs) Like, I think either Punk or one of the fans said it or something like that. Or uh, something along the lines of, like, whose show is it now or something. Being that Collision always, uh, always revolved around Punk. That's funny. You already know, too. Like, I... That's honestly, genuinely one thing that I'm excited for. Like, I hope and pray to God Endeavor and Triple H allow Punk to have a fucking pipe bomb so he can just go, uh, just go fucking AWOL on AEW. Oh, I think that would be a Like, I, I honestly wish they would just allow it one time. Like, not like a subtle jab here or there like they do. I'm talking just let him go full fucking nuclear. Um, but... Definitely interesting. But the two AW things that I noted that I caught last night is props to Michael Cole for um, when Cody was going, when, you know, when Cody came out of the cage and was going into war games, um, he brought up, you know, his dad, you know, made war games and all that stuff. And then he said that him and some of his best friends also made history in Chicago. And obviously he didn't reference their name. He didn't reference the company. But I'm glad that he said that, you know what I mean? Because Cody deserved that 100%. Um, And then during the media scrum, the dumbass that brought up Moxley to Triple H about concussions. The way Triple H handed that, dude, the way Triple H handed that was so very professional. 
because when I heard it, I was like, oh, fuck. I, I was like, Triple H is about to just go fucking... And the way he handled it was perfect. Um, 100%. 100%. And then Cody, when fucking Cody came out there with the paper and put the glasses on and said that he was an EVP and made that EVP reference, dude, I fucking... I almost died. I was laughing so fucking hard. And then he because did the that... Evil, and then he did the evil <laughs> laugh, too. Wait, yeah. Scott, you brought up the, you know, props to Michael Cole. Yeah. There was a, there was a time before the War Games match that Michael Cole said something, and I called it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say props to Michael Cole for this, too. When the Miz was coming out, and we're getting, he was getting in the ring. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When he brought up Jericho. Okay. So I, I kind of figured that's what you were saying. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to steal your thunder there, Jmo. Yeah, because okay. the weird thing is, I'm glad you brought that up too, real quick, Jmo, is because. Unless it's like the PL, uh, like the PLE thing or whatever, I think in regards to the Intercontinental Championship, um, at least on Raw, like when Gunther's out there, whether he's in a match or defending his title or whatever, I don't think they've even name dropped Jericho. I and the last time I remember that. Like, I think it was the week when Miz won the the number one contendership or whatever. And then uh, Michael Cole is always giving people stats, right? And he goes, yeah, Miz is an eight-time champion or whatever. He's only one away from tying. Like, he didn't name-drop Jericho on Raw, but he name-dropped Jericho last night on Survivor Series. So, I thought that was... Again, it might be a network thing, maybe, but. <laughs> network thing, oh, kind of like the whole NWA thing with the cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> All right, well, I suppose let's get into the card, shall we? Um, so we started off with the women's war games match. Everybody on Wrestle Talk and uh, and other news outlets keep calling them Wrestle Control because there's no N. Like in their in their apparently in their Titantron or whatever, when it says Damage Control, it's like Damage C T R L, and I know that's a the abbreviation for Control on like at least on your keyboard or whatever. But they're, yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. It's because it's the abbreviation on the keyboard and everything because they shortened it like that. But, uh, but, it's but yeah, no. My no, it is, it is. <laughs> wrestle Talk on YouTube or whatever, they, and like they're from the UK, so they're just like, yeah, Wrestle Control. They just completely dropped the end. Um, so, Damage Control, Bailey, Asuka, Eosky, and Kyrie Sane versus Bianca, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Uh, what were you guys overall take on this match anybody can start 
Okay, maybe I will. Um, this was a, I will say this was a hell of a way to start off the show. Um, I mean, starting with the war games and ending with the war games, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was well put together. Um, for anybody that didn't catch it, um, Team Bianca won. Because I think it's literally Bianca's team. I don't know. Um, but what did you guys think of, what did you guys think of this match? It depends on who you ask with that, because like last night I caught, um, Michael Cole was calling it Becky's team, but Graves kept calling it, um, uh, yeah, the other one's team, words. <laughs> um, I thought it was a good match. Um, Freaking that one, uh, what EO did, dude, off the freaking top of the cage with the freaking trash can. Oh my god, Jesus Christ, dude. I didn't like, know, like, when she was, uh, when she did that, I was like, what the fuck? Because I thought she was just gonna, like, grab it and maybe do, like, a god. I thought, you know, someone was gonna go up there and stop her or some shit, but, and did some, did one of the announcers, or am I crazy? Because I, I didn't go back and look. When they, when she, was it that spot or was it Charlotte's spot or whatever? I don't remember which one. But did one of the announcers say fuck on like one of the spots during the women's match? Yeah. Yep. I didn't. I, I didn't even really catch it. Kickstand actually caught it. Um. I think it was Char. I want to say it was Charlotte's moonsault. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't remember which one it was, but yeah, I, I, I was just like, wait, there's no way. I just didn't go back and see, but I was just like, wait a minute. I think, it, I think it was actually Michael Cole that said it. I think I don't, I don't know, but again, I didn't really catch it. I was just trying to pay attention to the match, but right, that's that's what I was doing too. That's why, like, I wasn't sure if I caught it, and then. I was actually still in your chat, and I saw Kickstand say something about it. So I was just like, "Wait a minute!" I just never went back to see. Because uh, thank, let's just say, if he genuinely did, thank God, pay per view. Well, that and again, we keep saying it. Like Michael Cole, ever since Triple H basically took over, um. Michael Cole has been let off his leash ever since Mania last year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They've given Michael Cole a lot more free reign, which he like he deserves it and is very trusting. Like, I mean, he might slip up once in a while, but, I mean, if his slip-ups are going to be anything bad, it's going to be kind of like that. But it's not going to be anything, like, you know, severe that's going to cause so many problems. Well, and uh, what I've noticed about... Cole's commentary too is obviously in his younger days or um yeah and and in his younger days he used to do more of the like colored commentary like he would call it move by move but now what I've noticed is he doesn't even really care about the uh, the wrestling move anymore 
Like it could be like it it could be I'm just throwing this out as an, as an example, but it, like somebody could do like a tilt the world backbreaker, and Cole just be like, "Oh, backbreaker," you know, what I mean? like he doesn't. And I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all, but like he just like it's it's just like, oh yeah, I you can totally tell on commentary. He's just like, yeah, I don't have time to remember these moves anymore. <laughs> right, yeah, he, instead of him calling it exactly what it is, he just straight up just calls it, he doesn't add the extra shit to it. Mm-hmm. Like, more or less kind of like with fucking music, how there's different sh- sub-genres of every genre. He's just like, yep, nope, I don't have time to do that. I'm just going to call it just the genre that it is. Fuck the rest of it. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Which I don't blame him in the slightest. Yeah, we could get, I'm just saying, like, he's getting a lot of praise this episode. If we could get Michael Cole on the fucking show, holy Christ! I think it, uh, I think we'd all have a blast with that. Um, I don't know where Jamo is. Well, speaking of that, like, speaking of him being on there, um, and like just a quick little like side road, which we always do this, um, because I'll forget otherwise. That's. Probably the number one thing I was thinking about this last night. I don't know if I texted you guys about it or not. Um, but the number one reason I am so fucking excited for CM Punk to be back in WWE is we get an, we can get a possible interaction between him and Pat McAfee. Oh, Christ. <laughs> and CM Punk, dude, I'm telling you, CM Punk on Pat's show, not even like, you know at an actual WWE event, like, at, on Pat's show or something, holy fuck, dude. That's gonna be pure gold, and I don't care what anyone says. Dude, I don't even watch the Pat McAfee show. I would love to watch that. I would absolutely love, like, I would genuinely want to know. Because if I'm not mistaken on Pat, and, and you're probably the best one to, you know... <laughs> say this or and or not but essentially when they're on and when somebody's on pat's show they can more or less just kind of let loose can't they um the first the first two hours no um okay the rest of it because the noon to two is on espn so they have to watch what they say technically um but from not, two but to whenever we be in character uh, yeah, they don't have to be in character. Um, like, they can, let's put it this way, the last hour of the show, they can be a 100% loose cannon and say whatever the hell they want to. Um, they're a little restricted on the first two hours because it is on ESPN, you know what I mean? It is live on ESPN, which is why they can't say fuck or anything like that. But, um, that last hour where it's on ESPN Plus and on YouTube... They can say whatever the hell they want to, and ESPN's just like, we don't care. So, okay. yeah, no, Punk would be able to, Punk would be able to just say whatever he wants to, you know, once that last hour hits. Dude, I would like, I would see, and again, the fact that they don't have to be in character, like the entire, probably the entire show, right? Yeah, they don't have to, because like so, anyone that's ever been on there, like Triple H has been on there. What Punk is like. It's just as a person, you know, as right, yeah, because Triple H has been on there plenty of times. Michael Cole has, um, 
no one's ever really the only person that's ever really been in character has been Paul Heyman. But I don't fucking know if Paul Heyman's actually in character or if that's just Paul Heyman. Yeah, so. no shit. No shit. Um I know JMO's muted. I'm curious on his thoughts on the women's war games. I'm letting y'all talk. Go, right, go ahead. It's your turn. <laughs> I mean, I, what are your thoughts? I was waiting. I mean, I, w I was waiting. Okay. Well, you're up. Floor is yours. I mean, it, I mean, it. You know, like you said just a, just a few minutes ago, it was one of the best ways to start off a pay per view. Now let me. I'm, I'm going to put you guys on the spot a little bit here. Oh God. <clears throat> What do you think this might this may or may not be hard to pick, but I'm gonna have you guys pick anyway. Um by the way, JSM, how you doing? Um What do you think was a better spot? EO with the trash can over her lid or an uh, over her head or Charlotte's moonsault? I have to go with EO. And it's it wasn't even over her head; it was her entire fucking body. Well, yeah, I mean that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I didn't realize she was that small, dude. <laughs> just her facial expressions too. She's just standing on top of the cage, and she's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> crazier yeah i think i think this in all honesty i think i mean i would have to agree with the eo spot because i think it worked it worked better i mean i just okay i want to i know we're going to go through the card but i want to touch on the on the press conference after this or like in regards so and the press conference Becky and Charlotte were on the press conference and one of the fan one of the medias was just like oh hey I would love to see you two like a, a women's tag champions I would love to see it like they were uh, they were essentially sucking up to Charlotte and Becky but that I will say that uh, the on the press conference between Becky and Charlotte, in my opinion, was so awkward because, like Charlotte, literally felt like, or she at least looked like she felt completely out of place because Becky is used to. I think Becky is used to like answering the uh, the questions from the media, and she essentially kind of took over the answers a little bit. And Charlotte was just like, uh, like there was a time, uh, there were a couple times in the press conference that I felt like Charlotte just completely blanked. Well, and Jamal probably knows this better than any of us. Um, 
are Charlotte and Becky like are they cool now? Because I know that they did at one point have like legitimate heat backstage and did not fucking like each other. Like, are they good now, or do they still have issues? Is that another reason why it was so awkward? Because I know that Charlotte said that whole thing about like we're courting now or like we're dating. Like, you know, let's take things slow and like, you know, so I don't know if that was like her saying, you know, like, we're cool again or, you know what I mean? What's up? Uh, Charlotte and Becky, are they cool again, or do they still have issues? Because I know at one point, like, they had, you know, heat and everything backstage. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't know, because, like, the press conference to me between those two, like, what Crazy was saying when Becky was taking over a lot, it felt, like, really awkward, because, like, I know they had heat backstage there for a bit. Um, and I didn't know if, like, because obviously they hugged during the match and they, you know, came out to the press conference together. So I didn't know if they were cool again or if there were still issues. As far as I know, they're, they're cool with each other. There's not any issues right, right now. The, and again, and just one more thing on that press conference. The only reason why I say it looked like it was awkward is I, I think one of the questions they asked Becky and Charlotte, like, how do you feel like the match went or something like that, something along those lines. And I think uh, Charlotte tried to answer it, and Charlotte was just like, uh, uh, I thought it was, or no, 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 no. The question was, you know, Charlotte, how do you feel about your first ever War Games match? And she literally locked up. She's like, um, um, I, th I thought it was okay. I just had to get the moonsault in. Like, that's all she cared about, apparently. She's like, yeah, I just had to get the, uh, that moonsault in. I don't know. Girl Hip, how you doing? Welcome in. Uh, what was match two? Was match two the Intercontinental title match? Uh... I think so. I'm looking right now, but I think it was, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was one hell of a pay-per-view. Um, yeah, it was. It was, I think. It was either that or it was, it was either the Gunther Miz or it was the Dragon Lee Santos. I want to say, I mean, which one do you want to go with? Usually we go in order, but whatever. I I don't care. All right. Um. Let's go. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the Dragon Lee Santos. Um. I. I enjoyed this match. And Punk and Randy Orton, yep, uh, girl hip, we're getting to it. We're getting to that. Um, I enjoyed the match, but I'm going to be completely honest. I think I expected a little bit more. 
Like, I thought these two... I thought they were going to... I don't want to say do, like, more spots or anything like that, but... I feel like... Again, the match was good, I thought, but, like, on paper, you... On paper, I get it that it was kind of a last-minute thing, but on paper, you look at Dragon Lee and Santos Escobar, and you expect... I would imagine you would expect high flying, high octane spot match. You know, you would you would almost expect damn near like a. I mean, I'm gonna use JMO's a little bit. Um, you'd almost expect something like a ricochet match. You know what I mean? But right. I feel like this match, and maybe, again, maybe because it was thrown together last minute, like, Friday night, maybe they just didn't have enough time or something, or that was the plan all along, who knows. I Again, I thought the match was good, but I thought it could have been a little bit better. Um, Santos Escobar won, which, in all honesty, he needed to. It wouldn't make any sense. I don't think it would have made any sense for Dragon Lee to uh, to win. No offense to Dragon, um, but they are very, I guess, creative is very, quote unquote, high on Santos right now. Um, Triple H even referenced it again in the meet in the press conference that. Um, this is the Santos we've been waiting for, and we're excited to see where this is going to go. So, I don't know, what do you guys think on Santos, Dragon Lee? I'm not going to lie, I wasn't really invested in the match at all. Um, and I honestly think it was primarily just because, like you said, it was kind of like thrown together last minute. Because I was honestly looking forward to the Carl, you know, Carlito being on there, and I don't know if the reason why Carlito is replaced, I don't know if he's legitimately injured or if this is like a storyline thing to you know bring Dragon Lee into you know into the storyline. Um, but I just I wasn't, I just I don't know, man. I just wasn't fully invested in it that much. Um. I'm I'm glad Santos won though, because like you said, he definitely needed it. Um, it's not really gonna hurt Dragon Lee at all. Like I've seen some people say, well, this hurts Dragon Lee's momentum. It it genuinely doesn't. Like it would have hurt Santos more than you know what I mean if he would have lost. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just I wasn't really invested in it that much, and that's again that's nothing against Dragon Lee, but I was just looking forward to the Carlito thing and him not being in it for whether it be a legitimate injury or it be, you know, kayfabe and have it be in storyline to build this, you know, build this feud more or whatever to get Dragon Lee part of it. But it's just one of those things. It was just, I just wasn't, it was just, eh, for me, it was a flop. Uh, Girl Hip said she had heard that they cut the match down in time. That doesn't surprise me. With yeah, the, that, with that, both that war games matches. 
Yeah, with both War Games matches, and they probably wanted more time too, like, because I don't know, like, if the women's War Game ran over, but that, yeah, if you're going to cut any of the matches in time, that's going to be the one to do it. Because you're really not going to want to cut the Gunther one. You're not really going to want to cut the women's title either. And you're not going to want to cut the War Games either. You know what I mean? So that's going to be the match that's going to get cut the most. I I would have to say that I agree with Skull that this match just did not excite me at all. No, it did, and, and again, it didn't. And and I'm surprised if it wasn't if it wasn't match two. I'm surprised it went on because I don't remember the order. I'm pretty sure it was. It was it was match three. So I'm I'm kind of surprised that that went on because what was match two then? The Intercontinental. I see. Yeah. Yeah. And before and before the before the IC title match, we got that backstage segment. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we got we have to talk about this. Yeah, hang on. Let me ask Jamo something really quick. Jamo, do you know is Carlito injured or is it just storyline? Storyline. Okay. So well, thank God for that at least, because I don't want Carlito to be injured. The fucker just got back. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at, on that front really quick. I wouldn't be surprised if their storyline. I wouldn't be surprised. No, J-Mo, yeah, J-Mo said it is storyline, so. So I wouldn't be, and I wouldn't be totally surprised if they're trying to set that up at the Rumble. Yeah, because, well, and the thing is, too, um, since we're still, I mean, we're still technically on that match, um, I guess the big thing is, is originally, um, and we obviously talked about this um, just in VC, not on podcast. Um, and JMO, you can correct me if I'm wrong, since you're the inside man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, we originally um, were told that they were going to pull Joaquin and what's his name over on Santos' side. But I guess. Um, the two guys, is it, oh God, I can't remember the guy's names now and I feel like an ass, um, but they're on NXT and they're a tag team. And there's also a girl that's on NXT as well, but like was with them at one point or something. And supposedly they're going to bring those three up to the main roster and put them with Santos against um, Carlito, Dragon Lee, you know, Joaquin and them and um, Ray and, um you're queen crazy so i don't know is that the plan jmo or is it still the joaquin from the beginning if if they are gonna bring them up from nxt i don't i haven't heard but I think I think they need to just leave it within the group that we have now. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Because I, 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 I saw like a couple TikToks about it um, from two of the people that I follow that are, you know, pretty trustworthy. Um, but yeah, I don't think that more people need to be added to this because we're because what's going to happen 
and I believe JMO's the one that made the joke. Um, what's gonna fucking happen if you bring more people into it is we're literally gonna get NWO versus NWO Wolfpack. We're literally gonna get some shit like that from WCW if you start bringing more people into it. I don't want, you know, a repeat of that shit. We don't need it. <laughs> so. Um, no, and I agree. I I think what they should do Yes, I know you hear those two. Come here. You can't eat the headphones. Come here. <laughs> Honorary guest, <laughs> Bailey. Um, I think what they should do is Zelina, like, Zelina shouldn't be involved at all. She should be able to go do her own thing again, hopefully. Well, that's what I was getting ready to ask. Is, is she, like, what are they doing with her? Is she able to wrestle and she's just not? Or is she, like, injured and we just don't know it? Or, is she, you know what I mean? Like, when's the last time that she actually wrestled? Good point. Good question. Like, not to, like, and I'm not, like, that's not, like, anything towards her. Like, I don't, want, I don't want people to think I'm coming off as an asshole. Like, it's a genuine question. Like, because she's damn good at what she does. Mm. And it's just, I don't know if, like... She's just doing a manager thing right now just because, like, you know, it's just the storyline or she's got an injury we don't know about. I wouldn't like, be surprised. I genuinely wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if they don't really know what to do with her yet. That's what it is. Okay. So now, hold on. Now we got uh, to backtrack because we completely uh, forgot about the most important thing of the entire <laughs> So after the women's war games match, we had the uh, a backstage segment with Alpha Academy, um, which is I found hilarious by the way that Tazawa was sitting on the lap of Maxine. I didn't catch that. Are you serious? Yeah, she was. Uh, he was sitting on uh, Maxine's <laughs> lap because Maxine was sitting, I guess, next to Otis and then Chad. So the is he like? Have they put him in Alpha Academy now? Yes. <clears throat> Dude, that's great. I, I'm sorry. I love Tazawa. I fucking love that guy. Like. <laughs> and yeah. So what was basically sum up the. Uh, the backstage segment is Alpha Academy was eating Ruffles chips because apparently the uh, <laughs> the women's war games was sponsored by Ruffles chips. Guys, did you know? And don't forget, it was the whole pay per view. Oh, was it? Yeah, I crazy. We were getting ready to say the same thing. We were both getting ready to say Ruffles have ridges at the same time. <laughs> did you know, guys? Ruffles chips have ridges. Holy shit! I never knew. Um. So then, uh, Yes Boys, Pretty Deadly, came in and just be like, yeah. And, and some sort of argument between, the, yeah, they're called chips and crisps or something. Yeah, because UK people call them crisps because UK people are weird. But they also call fries <laughs> chips. Yeah, yeah, because UK people are fucking weird. <laughs> so that leads into, like, the uh, their, like... I guess you could call it a bowl that was a square and they spilt it 
and we got the return of the entire night. I don't care what anybody else says. We got the return of our truth, baby. I'm saying this right now. I'm saying this right now. Our truth is back, and you, you and JMO already know where I'm going with this because we've had this conversation. Triple H, creative endeavor, Team Pac-Man and WWE, book it, you fucking cowards. Yep. I want Team Pac-Man and WWE with Pat as part of it. Yep. Book it, you cowards. (laughs) I'm going to go one further. Yes, bring in Team Pac-Man. Because Pac-Man will actually get to wrestle this time. He won't be contract. He won't be constricted by the Tennessee Titans. So interesting. Anyway, I'm I, I'm gonna take that one. Uh, I'm gonna take it a step further. Still, but it's not like he's done a whole lot with the with the Titans anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. He didn't do anything until he went to Cincinnati. So you got a point. <laughs> so Team Pac-Man and WWE. And our truth is the one to, de- uh, to dethrone Gunther. Make it happen. No, I wouldn't no. go that no. no, no, I'm with Jamo. I wouldn't go that far. Why not? <laughs> I'm just gonna that. say no, this. No, no, this. no, 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 okay. no. You got Jamo riled up now. <laughs> no. Just get that out of your minds and completely <laughs> f that idea. Okay, don't say minds. I'm on on. your side here. (laughs) Hold on. Think about this, you guys. I said it at the beginning of the show. The Intercontinental title does look somewhat similar to the old 24-7 title. The only one. The only one. The only one that needs to take the title off of Walter. I don't care what anybody says. The only one that needs to take the title off of him is Chad Gable. Yep. I agree. The only other person that I would put up there other than Chad Gable and um There's this nobody is the, else like, that deserves it. Well the, and we talked about this once. I don't know if it was up on the podcast or no, because I haven't been on it so damn long. Um the only other person aside from Chad Gable, but he's obviously not on Raw, would be L.A. Knight. That is the only other person I would be okay with. You know what I mean? Taking it would be L.A. Knight. Te- but technically, L.A. Knight can go on any show he wants because that's what he's doing. Right. But yeah, I I completely agree, JMO. Like Chad Gable, Chad Gable deserves a fucking title, point blank, period. And it's nothing against. It's nothing against Alpha Academy. It's not that I don't want them to not have like the tag titles, but he deserves a singles title. One hundred percent. Like I'm completely like with Jamal on that one. I and yeah, our truth, our truth doesn't need a title. That man is entertaining enough and does so much for the business. Where he's good without a title, he's over without one. <laughs> Logan Paul should get it before he gets the world title. Sundancer, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> I will throat punch you. Don't you wish that evil on us. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you brought up Chad Gable because 
You asked earlier, is Cesaro part of Alpha Academy? And yes, he is. Because the Monday Night Raw, I believe, I want to say about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, um, you know, they're doing a segment of, like, the Chad Gable, um, Chad Gable yoga or something like that, and Tazawa's in the background. And, oh, my God. And he had, and, and he had a match, but Chad Gable said himself, like, he had a match against Bronson Reed, and, again, girl hip, we'll get to it. We'll get to that. Yeah, I was... Um, but, no, Tazawa had a match against Bronson Reed, and obviously got completely squashed. Manhandled, yeah. And Tazawa comes back, and he's like, oh, and Chad Gable goes, yeah, uh, you should have followed the coach orders, or whatever. <laughs> and But Chad Gable's line was literally, don't worry, I'll train you into a lean tag team partner. So I think I and and I might be looking way too deep into that, but that might be foreshadowing that Chad Gable is going to go on a singles run part of Alpha Academy. And right, I see what you're saying. Tag yeah, team is because be that's Otis. why they added. Yeah, that would make sense to why they added Tazawa then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's one that makes one hundred percent. I didn't even give that a thought, obviously, and you just brought that up because, like, like you know, I haven't been up-to-date recently on Raw or SmackDown just because, like, football. Um, uh -huh. But, yeah, I didn't... That makes a very valid point. Yeah, you bring Chizawa and put him, you know, you put them in a tag team, and that gives Chad Gable a chance to go for a singles run um, for... I think they just need to put the world title on Chad Gable and just say, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be on... And then... Maybe not right away. Maybe start with the IC title, like Jamo said, because Chad Gable should be the one to throw, you know, to throw Gunther, and then have Gunther go for the world title, and then have Chad Gable to throw Gunther for the world title once Gunther gets it, and just fuck Gunther twice with Chad. <laughs> Perfect segue into the Intercontinental Title match. Um, yep. At Survivor Series, Walter versus The Miz. Um. One hell of a fucking match. Oh, for sure. And what I liked is, and I mean, they alluded to it on commentary as well, and he even said, Gunther said it himself in the press conference, that um, he basically, like, without blatantly say it, but he basically underestimated Miz. I oh yeah, yeah. They're like says. Miz took Gunther to his limit last night, in my opinion. I don't think Gunther has been pushed to his. I don't think Gunther has had a match and pushed that hard that the Miz pushed him to since he's been on the main roster. And maybe I'm just being biased because I do really like the Miz, but I don't think. Okay, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't, but the thing I didn't get to see that match, so that's my that's the main reason that I'm saying this one. So, um, and I obviously trust you 100% on that, JMO. So, uh, so what has the only way Gunther's been pushed to his limit pretty much been the match with Gable and last night, probably pretty much. 
But yeah, that match last night was just un unfucking believable. I honestly thought the Miz was gonna win. I genuinely did. Um, Especially after he kicked out of uh, Walter's power bomb. Well, it was uh, which pin was it? Go ahead, Jamo. I was gonna say not just that, but it, I mean even Gunther kicked out of the skull crushing finale. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. weird. Yeah, and I think that's I think that was what I was getting ready to reference, I believe. Um, because crazy, I had your stream up off and on. Um, because obviously with the issues I'm having at home, like you know, I was on my iPad, so I was kind of in and out of stream. Um and I saw your reaction to Miz almost winning, and you lost your shit. And I think it, I think it was that pin where Gunther kicked out of the skull crushing finale, and like you lost your shit. I thought you were gonna get up and throw your fucking chair. I think was it was it that one that you reacted to, or am I wrong? Oh shit! Hold on, hold on. Think crazy broke something. Uh, you guys still hear me? Yep. Okay, I don't know what the hell I did. My team and my one monitor cut out all of a sudden. But yeah. Oh, that ain't good. Okay, um, that's what I thought it was because like that reaction, dude. Like your reaction was priceless, man. But yeah, yeah, no, that match. Um, I don't really have like a spot in there, you know, that was better than the other. But yeah, that because that whole match was just amazing there wasn't like one spot you know that was better than the other um i'm glad that it went the way that it did am i upset that the miz didn't win yes but again um to jmo's point and like always jmo's right um mm -hmm. chad gable should be the one to you know take it from him if like anyone's gonna do it he makes the most logical sense and i think that's I really hope that's the way they go about it because, well, actually, here's a here's a question for JMO. Um, what if they had Ricochet dethrone him instead of Chad Gable? Would you prefer that, or would you still say Chad? Oh, Chad, absolutely. I'm gonna have. I think I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack. The fact that he just said, the fact that he just said Chad over Ricochet, I think my heart's gonna explode because that's a fucking shock. He actually, for once, said like Ricochet's his boy. So holy shit! Breaking news, guys. It's like me with Jay White or Jericho. So it's like me with Jay White or fucking Jericho. So holy shit. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but that don't mean that I'm not a Ricochet no, fan. Know, but Chad no, Gable, Chad Gable needs that title more than yeah. he needs it more than anybody else. Well, yeah, one hundred percent, he does. Yeah, yeah I'm just and, giving but, you shit like you guys give of, me. But there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, should uh, Bronson get the title eventually?" Yeah, he. Because here's the thing, like, the thing that pisses me off with the whole Chad Gable slander is the difference between, like, him getting it and, like, like you said, him needing it and Bronson Reed, you know, getting it and Bronson Reed needing it. The difference is look at their careers. Look at where they're at. Chad Gable, not to sound like an asshole, but, like, Chad Gable's, you know, getting to that point where, you know what I mean? 
I wouldn't say he's at the end of his career, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Where Bronson Reed is still, in my opinion, you know, still like he's still got a long ways, like a lot of time left in his career. Where Gable really doesn't have as long as Bronson. So Bronson's good. Bronson doesn't need it right now. If that makes sense. Hopefully, I made that make the sense that I wanted it to. No, it did. I mean, Bronson. I feel like if Bronson, on that and on that note, like if Bronson. Um, if Bronson, I think if Bronson would have uh, were to get the title right now, he'd only be. One of the, uh, I mean, yeah, he's got the fall. Uh, like uh, anybody who knows him or whatever follows him, he's got the following. But I think he would be like a transitional champion, right? Like, well, God. and the one thing I will say, and the one thing that I'm happy about is the fact that Triple H is in charge now mm -hmm. makes me happy for the simple fact that we're getting champions and we're getting guys that are getting pushed that are, I'm not going to say small guys, but, you know, like, we're not getting, stature, like with yeah. Vince. Vince was constantly pushing the big jacked motherfuckers, meaning if Vince, God forbid, was still in charge, Bronson Reed would have gotten the chance for the Intercontinental title before Chad Gable would. We know this. Yep. You know what I mean? So... That's another reason why I'm so glad that Triple H and they're letting Triple H do so much because he's giving guys opportunities that never got them, you know, in the old regime. And they're finally getting them and they're finally getting the recognition they deserve. Yep. Which I, and I would not be surprised on that note if Chad, they got to build up, uh, they got to, well, not they, that they haven't, but they got to build up Chad again. Right. Now, JMO, my question for you. With Chad Gable um, getting an Intercontinental title, if, like, I, let's, just, I have a feeling that's the way they're pushing it. Do you have him take it from Gunther at the Rumble? No. The Gunther or at Mania? Neither one. Neither one? Oh, shit. Okay. No, no. How would you how would you book it? Elimination chamber. Okay. You'll you'll have Gunther or Walter, Bronson Reed, Chad Gable, the Miz. Um Oh, you're straight up talking about putting them in an elimination chamber match, not just at the elimination chamber. Okay. Correct. Okay, I fucking like that one. Okay, I like where you're going here. And have Chad Gable and the Miz be the last two in the chamber and have Chad Gable win it. Okay. I I I love that idea. Here's when you said elimination chamber, I was not expecting you to stay in the actual elimination chamber. I just thought you meant at the well, paper. I mean, well, we're not gonna get. I mean, we're not gonna get the uh, undisputed title. 
Right. Well, and w- yeah, because I I don't know what Seth's doing, but we know Roman's not wrestling again until um, Rumble, and then probably not again until Mania. So correct. So you've got to have that. You got to have that title match in there. Yep. Yeah, you're right. That would that would be the way to go about it. I would be completely okay with that. One hundred percent. Yeah. And put what, um. And put what Ricochet that's going in to there do, too. And what that's going to do is that's going to keep Walter continue. Because what it's going to do is you're going to have five other guys in there. Somebody's going to take out Walter. And it's going to keep him looking strong. Yeah, it doesn't. He doesn't look weak. It doesn't, by hurt, him it in there. doesn't hurt him at all. Because that's the so, thing about the elimination chamber is the elim- The good thing about the elimination chamber is regardless if the champion loses or not the elimination chamber doesn't make a talent doesn't make any of the talent look weak that's the one good thing about the elimination chamber is just because of how grueling it is you know since it's been booked it doesn't in, in my opinion it doesn't make any of the talent go in there look weak when they lose if they're the champion so but who uh, then the question then the question becomes if Walter is going to oh, sorry, defend Bailey. his title in the chamber, who beats Walter? Who, who pins him? Walter? Who? No, I was going to ask Jama. Who would you who would you have pin Walter? Because Jamo said to have it end with Miz and Gable. So who would you have pin Walter? Bronson Reed or Okay, ask that again, my wife come out here. No, you're fine. Um so you said with the elimination chamber, um, with you know for the IC title, you said to end it with Miz and Chad, but Crazy brought up a valid point. Who would you have pin Walter to have him eliminated? Would you have it be Bronson Reed? Would you have it be Miz? Who would you have do it? Chad Gable. Okay. And let me explain to you why. What you would do is Miz would hit the skull crushing finale. Bailey Bailey hears you talking. She's trying to eat the AirPod. Get down, butthead. It's fine. But But no, Miz would hit his finishing move. And you mentioned Ricochet bringing him in. Then that's there's so many of them, you know, but... I mean, I was thinking of the, the main thing that I was thinking. I was thinking of, like, all the current main people that, you know, is in, yeah. you know, no, 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 the no, whole no, thing no. for the IC title. Yeah, that's fine. But, no, Miz hit his finish. Ricochet hit his 630. Bronson hits his tsunami. Chad Gable hits the moonsault and pins him. So everybody hits their finishing move, and okay. what that's going to okay. do, and what that's going to do is that's going to keep him looking super strong. That everybody's got to hit it just to keep him down. Okay, hold on. I want to. I need to chime in here. Hang on. Hey, crazy. Just a second. Get, guys, give me like five minutes. I got to go help mom with something really quick, and then I'll be back. Yeah, that's fine. So. I need to chime in here. 
Everybody in chat, somebody in chat right now, mark this down. Mark uh, mark this booking down because that's how JMO works. If this happens at Elimination Chamber, we're gonna need reference. All we gotta know, and all we gotta remember is Survivor Series. There we go. Kobus has got it. I mean, I'm not I'm, like I'm not against the booking at all. I think it, and I think it would be. I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. Um, if he doesn't, if he doesn't have, if he doesn't have just a regular one-on-one -on -one match, I feel like he's gotta, he's gotta probably defend it in the title or in the chamber. Kobu, I love you. Jmo, um, you know, Kobu's got a new CEW idea. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, that, yeah, we're not doing that. Mm. Well, you're not. I might be. Anyway. Uh, then we go to the Women's World Heavyweight title match. Rhea Ripley defends against Zoe Stark. Um, they have both had better matches. Yeah. Here, okay, so here's my, well, I'm going to, and I'm going to actually save this for like the overall rating. So I do, I, I do agree that they both had better matches. Um, I'm pissed that Zoe didn't win. I see. I am too, because I mainly am because, and, and I've said it multiple times on the show. I'm just sick and tired <clears throat> of long title runs now. I'm. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to say this. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Y'all can hate me. I do not care. <laughs> say what I think you're going to say, we have a problem. Naya is going to end the reign of Rhea Ripley. Okay, that's not what I thought you were going to say. So, okay. Uh, I thought that's where he was going, because um, he said it He said it to us before. I, I mean, I get it. I'm not going to be okay. mad at it. Who, and when, okay. when it happens, Who, when it happens, I'm going to probably rage quit if like if we're on a call or something and it happened, I'm probably gonna rage quit and Jamie was gonna laugh at me because he's gonna be like, "Told you, skull, fuck you, I was right," and I'm gonna hate him. But <laughs> no, but okay. he does have a very valid point. Who else are they gonna put her against to be able for? I mean, to make it look. You already know what I'm getting ready to say. Okay. I would be okay if Shayna done it. Okay. You know who I want, who I'm going to say, JMO. Hang on. I would be okay if Shayna done it. Ding, ding, ding. Kobu got it. I know. I know. <laughs> but, but here, okay, here's my issue. 
Jade doesn't deserve to do it. I'm sorry. As much as like Jade would make sense, it, it, but, exactly. Do, but JMO has not, said it multiple do, times. Do not bring her in and immediately put a title on her. Exactly. But yep, JMO has said it multiple times, and I wholeheartedly, fully agree with JMO. It's not that I don't want Jade to have the title, and it's not, like, but in my opinion, and it's nothing against Jade. She is powerful enough. You know what I mean? If she's booked properly. Um, because in my yeah, opinion, AEW didn't book her properly. But, but hang on, wait a minute, hang on. She doesn't no, need no, no, to no, come no, no, in no. and immediately take it. See, the thing about it is, if she comes in and automatically takes it, all we're gonna do is just get Jade and AEW 2.0. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. That's awesome. And in my opinion, I think she needs to prove herself first before they immediately put the title on her. She should have went. She. She should have went to NXT. Well, we don't know where she's at yet. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Back up. <laughs> hold on. I'm glad you brought her up because it was brought up in the conference. Triple H said her uh, said himself. Herself? I didn't know Triple H was a girl now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Triple H said, I'm sorry. Uh, said himself on the press conference, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, to no fault of her own, he basically said she wasn't ready. Well, and I mean, they we talked about this. They to expose her and, like, showcase her or whatever, but... Again, not uh, he said basically to not to her own fault. She wasn't ready. Well, yeah, and the thing is, the three of us talked about this. We've talked about this plenty of times off, you know, off air, where we all three have agreed that Jade needs to go to NXT and she needs to get more training done before she comes to the main roster. That she needs to have some more training and everything like that. Because she, you know what I mean? She, she just still, she still needs it. Like, if you go back and look at her in AEW, because how they booked her, they booked her as, like, a Goldberg. She didn't have long matches. She wasn't pushed to her, you know, she wasn't pushed. So no one knows what her, like, strengths and weaknesses actually are. So she needs more training so she can do long matches. Otherwise, we're just going to get a Goldberg you know what I mean? We're just going to get another Goldberg. She has absolutely she has absolutely zero endurance because exactly. any time she was ever in a match longer than 5 minutes, she got slow and sloppy. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, she she literally got very dangerous in AEW anytime she had a long match if it was a one-on-one. -on -one. She got very sloppy, she got slow, she got winded. She almost injured people. And it's just because she, and that's nothing against, like, I don't know really who you blame on that. I guess everyone above, you but blame it, I mean. No, you blame it on, you blame it on NXT or, or AEW for putting her out there the way they did. So, yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, is the, the worst part about it was, as we know, she she stayed champion way longer than what they anticipated because of Statlander getting injured. So, 
that was the other big issue there as well. So, but I mean, yeah, I, again, I don't hate Nia Jax and I know like, like we kind of like dog on her a lot more than we probably should, but like, and I know it's just all in fun, but I, I genuinely, I do agree, JMO. She should be the one to do it. She would make the most sense. Um, and you know, and you Shana know, would have, be a close second, though. And you know, I said this to crazy. Whenever, whenever Nia first come back, and I've said it on the podcast since then. Nope. What do you mean, no? No, he said yep. Oh. The thing about I think he said yep. I heard yep. I didn't hear. I so maybe I'm deaf. (laughs) The thing about it is, I told Crazy, and I've said it on the podcast. Give her a chance to prove herself. The fact that she's been in matches recently, she's shown that she went back, got some more training, she got better. And she's she's improved. Yeah, I was actually getting ready to say that. So, she, so I will 100% agree with you, JMO, on that. So now that the fact that she's improved and she's gotten better, she's gotten a lot safer, now give her a chance. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. Yeah, because, like, and and I'll be one of the first to say that, like, I used to say when she was there on her first run before she took a break, I was one of those people that you know said that she did you know wrestle sloppy or that she was going to injure somebody and all that stuff i will 100 percent own up to that and i will say that since she's been back this time every match that i've seen her in has been you know a damn good match like here's a now here's a very good example this last or this past Monday on Raw. When she damn she, near killed Raquel? No, she didn't. And that's what I'm going at. Uh-huh. Naya had the match with Raquel, okay? Naya went on the corner and was about to do something. Not really sure what she was going to do. The Annihilator. Raquel got up under her to try to pick her up and powerbomb her. Yeah, and then she like hang on, fell. Hang, hang on, hang on. It yeah, but the thing is, as Raquel fell with her, Naya landed on her a little bit, but Naya's face hit the turnbuckle to pro- to try and protect Raquel. Oh shit! Did her face really hit the turnbuckle? Yeah. Okay, see, it, I I thought it did, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I thought it did, but I never went back and looked. I didn't realize that it, like, actually hit it. I just thought it was yeah, the camera yeah, angle. Her, yeah, her head went forward, hit the turnbuckle. Yes, she Yikes. fell a little, yes, she fell a little bit on Raquel, but then she climbed back up, done the move again. But, yeah, she took a hit and a bump to protect Raquel from getting hurt too bad. Well, and the thing is, that that spot um, that you're talking about, um, one thing I will say is, like, yeah, she might have landed on her a little bit, like you said, but 
that tends to happen a lot with that, you know, with that, um, with that spot, like, you know, with men as well, mm -hmm. um, like it happens way more than people realize. So like, yeah, it might've, she, you know, might've landed on her a little bit, like you said, but that tends to happen a lot. But for Naya to make sure, make 100% sure that she was protect, you know, protecting Raquel and, you know, I guess you would say damn near giving herself a possible concussion, yeah. like good that's, on her for that like i didn't know that her head actually hit jesus i mean it shows a, it again it shows that she went back done some training to try and protect people now <laughs> kobu kobu and chat said mommy naya jacks were crazy no no, no. <laughs> oh, poor crazy so I, going back to rio's I don't think I don't think Naya's the one to be uh, they're probably going to do it because why else, uh, realistically why else would they bring Naya back but right they, they who do you want to see do it then crazy anybody else <laughs> Jesus bro well, okay, let me let me say you did this. say you did say Shayna, and I would say Shayna's a close oh, yeah. second. I would say I would be okay with that. But here, but okay, here's my thing. With all of the matches that Rhea's had against everybody else, it's pretty much been dominant. When who, it's a legit match, yeah. I mean, so I mean, who else would make sense? She hasn't had a one-on, and I don't think she had the one-on-one -on -one with Shayna. Not for the title. Uh, no. It's just, like, it's just... Like, <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking love Kobu so much. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to fucking read that. Hey, <laughs> oh, or we could get, hey, or we could try to figure out some way to get her to dance for him on TikTok. And then get and and then get Shayna in there, sure. <laughs> Shayna, because uh, Shayna no, she, loves those dancing videos too. No, she <laughs> would look up. No, she would look up and go, "Oh my god!" and then run out of screen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh god. Um. No, but I don't. They're not. The thing is, my whole thing with Rhea is. Yeah, she's a dominant champion because she's, as much as I hate to say it, in my eyes, she's becoming the female Roman. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but I don't know if I would go that far. Well, the thing, the thing is, yeah, she's... She's obviously on TV more than Roman ever is, but 
Everyone's on TV more than Roman is, even Logan Paul. Sad but true. But the reason why I say, so hear me out. The reason why I feel like she's becoming the female Roman is because, think about it. The bloodline, if you can even consider them still a thing, and the Judgment Day. Both champions are confined to a faction. Yep, well, and we've talked about this before. Judgment Day, I don't care what anyone says, Judgment Day is the emo bloodline. Yes, but to my, po- uh, to my point, they're both confined to a faction. Both are the major champions of each faction. Roman's the leader of the bloodline, Rhea's the leader of Judgment Day. So she's more, the reason why I say she's becoming the female Roman is because she's more concerned about the Judgment Day and making sure everybody else keeps their titles and works Okay, okay, I get what you're saying now, yeah. Rather than defending her title. Nobody, like... The, f- the problem with Rhea's title is nobody, there's no storyline with Rhea. Right. See, when you said the female Roman, I thought that was going a completely different direction. But, like, that, but now you saying it that way, you know what I mean? I thought you were going a different direction on that completely. That's why I said I wouldn't go that far. But now, you know what I mean? But with that explanation in that way, yeah. I will completely agree with you that, yeah, she's the female Roman in that aspect. Because, okay, because uh, the way I look at And it, you said that there's really no storyline. Was there a buildup at all, like, really, for her and Zoe's match, other than, like, Zoe winning that Rumble? That's it. That's it? That's it? Jesus Christ. So, again, so here's the way I look at it. And I don't know the exact stats. If somebody can pull the numbers, that's fine. Whatever. Rhea won, uh, won the title at Mania. And when I say legit title defenses of, I mean, like, actual matches that are not squash matches for Rhea. She won the title back at Mania, and if my, if I'm not mistaken, she's only had, I want to say, at most, including last night at Survivor Series, I want to say at most of like three or four legit title defenses since winning it. Again, whether uh, where it's not a squash match. For Rhea, where it's uh, whether it's done in five minutes. Well, now that Survivor Series is over, I I don't want it to happen, but I just have a feeling that they're gonna figure out some way to. Uh, get Becky or Charlotte or something back into the title picture for a little bit. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past. 
absolutely. But here, okay, so here's uh, here's my thing. Here's my question. So you got you got Io and Rhea as the champions, the uh, the women's champions. As I get, NXT has their own uh, women's champion. I get it. It's fine. But as much as Judgment Day is on NXT, why wouldn't you just throw like a complete wrench in almost any and and almost everything, and have an NXT women challenge Rhea? I get again. I get, I get. NXT has their own women's champion, but again, because Dominic is North American champion, and Judgment Day does everything in their power to have Dominic retain it, which means Judgment Day, or at least Mommy, is on NXT. Why wouldn't you just all of a sudden, out of the blue, have? Well, here's my question to that, actually. What happened to Tiffany Stratton? When she lost the NXT title, I thought the plans was to have her go after Rhea. And then Tiffany Stratton has just, like, disappeared. And Bully Ray brought it up. Like, it's one of the things that I did read, like, last night, that Bully Ray said that the whole, you know, Tiffany Stratton push has completely fizzled out and it's gone. Because and he's, now- he's right, because she just, like, what is she even doing now? She, I believe, I don't know if she's already qualified or she might have a qualifying match for the Iron Survivor Challenge. Okay. But, like, that that would, in my opinion, be one of the people that I would, you know, go with. Um, and then I can't think of her damn name. J-Mo literally just talked about her the other night um, and her injury. Um, oh, uh, oh my God! What is her? NXT. The one yeah. that does the, the one that yeah, does the one the, that does the splits. Oh, um, yeah, I, I don't think I remember ever remember her name, but yeah. But I would be okay when she comes back. If you're talking like a random NXT person that could, you know, like potentially, you know, take the title from her. Look, she's dominant. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not saying her take the title, but like that could be a random NXT, you know, person. Like, because like you said, I'd be okay if they, you know, did something with her. Well, and the other, uh, another name, uh, another name I'll give you, and again, it might not be believable, but the way they're booking her now, Zia Lee. Yeah. Like they're trying to, uh, they're trying to all of a sudden. By the way, it took you long enough, WWE. Um, <laughs> they're trying to book her as like this, like dominant badass that literally knocks people out. I mean, I, I'm not a martial artist, and I'm and, you know I don't I don't know much about that. But you you take a fucking spin kick to the face, see how you feel, <laughs> right? So, um. I mean, again, it might not be believable, but for God's sakes, WWE, give us a story with Rhea. At this well, point, and- at, <clears throat> at, at this point, I feel like at, 
with championships across the board in WWE right now, I feel like with Seth, with Gunther, Walter, and with Rhea, all three of those champions, because of their uh, their longevity, and it's WWE's booking, they're holding out for a certain person to dethrone them. We'll start building it. Well, and here's my thing, too, with that. And to, and to answer your question a minute ago, it was uh, Nikita Lyons. There we go. Okay, there we go. Um, and to kind of... Um, because obviously, because we're still, you know, on the match, we kind of, <laughs> but I mean, we didn't go off kilter, but I mean, it's literal what we need to talk, what, you know, what we need to talk about with it. Um, but going to Zoe, you know what I mean? Back from the match and going to Zoe. The thing that upsets me about that is look what they did with Zoe, man. Like, I thought they were getting ready to push her heavily. Like, you're going to put her in that big ass storyline with Trish Stratus. Yep. Um, and everything like that, you know, and Lita, and I thought that they were going to, you know, strap the rocket to her and push her with that. That's what I thought was the reason for that. I think everyone did. And, I, and then I'm just gonna... out of nowhere, you know, Trish drops off, Lita drops off, and then Zoe just went stagnant. She just but baselined. Here's the, but here's the thing about that, though. That I, I, I honestly believe that that was the way to bring her in. Oh, I agree with that. Well, yeah, no, it was but, a, it was the correct way to bring her in because you know if you bring her in, you know she's gonna get you know as everybody likes to say lost in the shuffle with all the women and with her coming up from NXT, they weren't real sure what to do. The fact they brought her in with Trish turned on Trish. Now she's her own person, and it took a little bit. But the fact that they put her in the title picture the way they did worked out perfect. Yep. So yeah, they yeah. have given they have given her the push. But the fact that she lost to to Rhea in pretty much just kind of a yay, she had a match. Um, right. It's kind of like like it's she did get the push, but it's not the push that all of us wanted. Well, and, I don't, and I'm going to back For me, at least. Like, I'll, I'll say that. Like, I mean, I can agree with you that she technically, yeah, she did get the push. But I guess if it's not the push that I wanted, I don't see it as that. But now, them, now that you explained it, I get what you're saying. None of them get the push that we want. If they yeah, were to get you're the, right. If, if somebody was to get the push that we want... Shayna would have been champion years ago. I think I think the only time we've ever got the push that we wanted was Danielson. Probably, yeah. Probably during the Yes movement when he won the title, I kind of think, and you know what I mean. I feel like that that's the only push that the fans wanted that we actually got. And Yama Tegi. And then, maybe, well, maybe, hold on, maybe Kofi Kingston. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's not even the maybe. Yeah, I will 100% agree with that. Kofi's the other one, yeah, for sure. But do you, you want me to tell you why? And this is kind of off subject of what we, you know, talking about with a women's match. Do you know why we actually got that push with push 
when Brian one there's one reason that we actually got it. I probably know. Uh, for some reason, I feel like I know this. But go ahead. Cena. Really? John Cena gave him the recognition that he deserved and pushed for him to get that. And that's why we got it. That makes sense now. Cause that, and now that you say, hold on. Now that you say John Cena, I wonder if it, and I wonder if that actually started with the promo against Orton when they were unifying the titles. Correct. That makes sense now. That makes a little sense. quick side note. Um, I know Crazy does because he sends me his TikToks all the time. I don't know JMO if you do. But every single time that JMO goes, um, you want me to tell you why? I think of Goose when Goose says, nope. you know nope. what I mean? When he says, let me tell you why. Like, so every time JMO says that, all I can fucking, uh, all I can do is in my head, I just hear Goose saying it. And I'm just, dude, I crack up every time. Yup. Yup. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing at all. No, it's, it's not a bad thing, JMO, at all. It's a good thing. Um, I'll have to see one of his videos like, so you can see. On that, and like, on that, and like, on that little note, the reason why, and the reason why it's not a bad thing is because I'm not even exaggerating this. You two almost say the word "why" in the exact same tone. Yeah, and the thing is, like, comparing you to Goose is definitely a good thing as well because he's an he's an amazing dude. So, and he's hilarious. Yeah, <clears throat> which is why? two things you are as well. So, okay, hang on, hang on. Why do you say that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! But yeah, um, I I just had to I just had to say that because I I I knew you would get it immediately crazy. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've ever caught it, but I caught it. I I caught I really caught it this podcast. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like I've never caught it before, like off stream even. Yep. And the second he said it, I was like, Oh dear God, how have I never caught this before? <laughs> I you know what I want to do now off stream i need to go in and i wonder i wonder if he would let me um i want to i, I want to just take one of his tiktoks and just try to clip it and clip that particular point <laughs> of any like any rant that he's about to go on or whatever just to, and, and literally just clip and i'm gonna tell you why oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay anyway Okay. No, like, uh, um, have Skull send you a, a, just any video yeah. of of Goose and yeah, I will, I'll do it. Yeah, when we get off, when when we sign off, I'll definitely send him one. Um. So. Anyway. Zoe Stark and, and so Zoe Stark loses to Rhea Ripley. Rhea, uh, Rhea retains. Um. Unfortunately, we probably should have saw this coming because, and honest to God, when is, and JMO, maybe you know, off, possibly off the top of your head, when is the last time 
a title actually changed hands at Survivor Series. It's been a while. So. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, we should, uh, like I said, we probably should have saw this coming because nine times out of ten, whenever there's a title match at Survivor Series, the champion usually retains. Unless there's a deep story behind it, then, you know. Um, Bailey, what? You always want to play at some of the worst times. And then, then we got the main event, I believe, unless we're missing a match. Yes. That's yeah, it. yeah. There, there weren't, like, uh, obviously, there weren't a lot of matches last night just because, like, I mean, there were, what, five total? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two war games and then the other three, which it which makes sense, obviously. Like, you know what I mean? Because the two war games matches. And I mean, as much as I love AEW, it's not, you know, 50 matches and the pay-per-view is not gonna last, you know, a lifetime. It's not gonna last the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the main event was the men's war games match. Uh dam I, I almost said damage control. That would have been weird. <laughs> Um, Judgment Day, Rhea, uh, Damian Priest, Dum Dum, JD McDonough, Finn Balor, and Drew McIntyre. Well, here, you, you gotta back up a little bit. Hmm? Do, obviously, Dom is Dum Dum. It's not JD McDonough. Oh, fuck. It is Lord Farquaad. Wait, what? Trek. You ever watch Shrek? Lord Farquaad from Shrek? Don't tell me. Put him and JD McDonough next to each other and don't tell me they couldn't be twins. Oh my god, okay. Now I, I mean, I know it's Stop and think for a second. Stop and think for a second and picture it and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> With his big Shrek? ass head? Was it, uh, was it the first Shrek? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's the dude that, um,. You know, goes to marry Fiona and everything like that, and all that shit before, and all yeah, like. Yep. No, now I'm picturing it. Now I'm. Yep. yep. Okay. So yeah. After stream, forward. Google Google him after stream, or I'll send you a picture, and you'll just be like, "Holy shit." <laughs> okay. So yeah, Dum Dum, Lord Farquaad, uh, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and Drew McIntyre versus Cody Rhodes. Sami Zayn, I almost forgot the teams. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Seth fucking Rollins. Yes, I did say fucking because I I want it to like slip up one of these days. Skull, you and I had talked about this like a week ago or something off stream. I think it would just be hilarious. Um, <clears throat> Seth Rollins, Yeet, Jay Uso, and the surprise <clears throat> return of. The Viper, Randy Orton. Okay, hang on. Before we get into that, mm -hmm. I the last, typing, so yeah, go ahead. The last title change that we had at Survivor Series. If you say was, in the '90s, I swear to God. No, it was actually 2015 when Roman defeated Dean Ambrose. And then, wow, it's been that and long. Then, 
and then Sheamus cashed in against Roman. Holy Christ. Okay. It's been that long, though? Wow. It doesn't seem like... Okay. Wow. Well, I Um, suppose anything after that was was probably brand warfare. Pretty much. So... Right. I will say this right off the bat. Um... When Orton came out, I number one, I'm not going to lie, I teared up a little bit because he's, you know, one of he's in my top 3 favorite wrestlers of all time and it's just a simple fact is what like and Triple H said it perfectly in the media scrum afterwards like the fact that he was told you're never going to wrestle again, you know, double fusion back surgery, you know, blah, 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 paralyzed, yada, yada, yada. So seeing him come out, you know what I mean? Was just like, holy shit, it is happening. And I'm going to say that like, dude, he, and I think I said it in group chat last night too. He, I know I said it in stream. He's fucking jacked, dude. Like, P, I, I, you know, follow him and his wife on Instagram, and you know, I've seen pictures of you know him playing with the kids and just pictures of him in general. Um, over all this, and he, you know, looked like he was bigger than you know last time a year and a half ago, but I didn't realize how much bigger he actually got. Like he's fucking, dude, okay. he got yoked. Okay, okay, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Just gonna let JMO uh, JMO give me a little bit of heads up on this. So go ahead, JMO. Floor is yours. Okay. Oh no. No. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. The reason Randy Orton looks the way he looks before anybody starts speculating and you know talking about you know this happened or this happened or you know whatever. What a lot of people don't realize. And Skull, you probably do because you've had surgeries. When people have back surgery, neck surgery. Um, well, that's what I was getting ready to say. I've had on, surgeries, but not back wait, or neck wait. like you have. Yeah, hang on. Hang on. When people have back surgeries, neck surgeries, uh, hip surgeries, knee surgeries, whatever. <clears throat> a lot of times they give them steroids to actually help those muscles heal better and faster so what it is yeah but if he was on wait, if he's wait, on prednisone wait wait, sorry. wait 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 it's not prednisone okay they actually give them they actually legit give them steroids the same kind of steroids that they would give somebody that's trying to work out yeah and see that that's actually was going to be my question hang, as I was hang on hang on so what they more than likely and we and we've seen it with other wrestlers one including scott steiner when he yep. was younger he had to have back surgery so they put him on steroids he actually started abusing them which is why he bulked up and got stupid, nasty, huge like he did. More than likely, Randy Orton, they gave him the steroids 
to help him heal faster from his back surgery and he still had the steroids in his system when he started training right yeah because so that was going to be my question when he started training what he did was he bulked up like crazy because of that give it a little bit and i guarantee you he's going to swim back down Right. Yeah. Cause that, that was going to be my question. Cause like, whenever you said that about like, you know, me and surgeries, like I obviously, you know, haven't had back surgeries you have. So you would, you know, clearly well, know more had, in that department. Well, I had Nick, not back. Well, yeah, sorry. Um, I, after I said that, I was like, fuck, I said the wrong thing. Um, but my, that was why I was going to ask is like, was it prednisone or not? Because I've never been given, you know what I mean? Anything other than prednisone. Um, and obviously prednisone doesn't, you know, do anything to like build muscle or anything like that. It's a steroid. Like, even though it's a steroid, not all steroids, you know, can cause you to build muscle like that. And prednisone is one of them. So yeah, that, that's what I was getting ready to ask is, was it, you know, was it prednisone or was it like legit steroids? And obviously, that department is what you're going to know more of because, you know, back surgeries and stuff like that and neck surgeries is like what you're going to know more than me. Cause yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, that too. And, and most of the time when you take prednisone is to help your body get over like an infection or whatever. Exactly. Yep. Which is one of the main reasons why that's what they put me on after my surgeries. Cause obviously intestinal surgeries and stuff like that, cause of the Crohn's. So, but whenever you have like see thank god i didn't have to do it right but whenever you have like a major back surgery like he had to have and with his profession he needed something to have his body heal faster yeah yeah because he had double fusion back surgery right yeah so the fact i mean you've got the like the anabolic steroids that guys get put on that's really frowned upon you know guys i mean we all know they've done it back in the 90s to stay jacked up and which is why a lot of guys now look real flabby because they're not taking them anymore and you know they're not working out like they used to but that's right but that's pretty much what they gave him was the steroids to help the body heal Anyway. Yeah, but like, but he did. Yeah, like he. I and the thing is, I didn't even think of steroids. Like, I just said that he looked Jack, just like in a good way. Oh, like does. I never. And like oh, he, dude, he, he looks great. So like he looks fucking great. I didn't expect him to look that good. Dude, like he is so he he is super bulked up. But as he stood on this, and I noticed this. I don't know if anybody else did. When he stood at the corner of the of the cage on the steps, I looked at his abs. Dude, his abs are just just super defined steel. Oh yeah. My favorite part too, like when he like was Orton, um, and then we'll get into the actual match, is like when he came out, the smile on his face and the way that like when he looked at the camera and he kind of like, you know, turned his neck and then done that and like, you know, did that spin. 
um, and looked at the camera and talked into the camera with that big ass smile on his face, dude, it it was great. Like I don't care. Like people be like, oh, dude, it's wrestling. Where are you getting emotional? Blah blah blah. Again, Randy Orton's one of my favorite wrestlers, and like you know, for him to be able to come back from that is just it's it's awesome to see. Like it really is, and to see him be able to do all of his moves and do his move set still without any issues was also great to see. There's one particular <clears throat> spot that I want to talk about, and I, I I had my reaction on it last night. First of all, prior to it, I thought it was really really cool to see. Cole called it on commentary, Vintage War Games, when all five members did the Draping DDT. That's what I was getting ready to bring up. Yeah, that was my favorite spot of the match. Yep. Because, like, Orton, they all do it, and Orton doing the countdown, dude, was beautiful. Like, it was perfect. Like, And, you know, as soon as he'd done that, or as soon as he started, you know, doing his moves or whatever, you know, he hit the two power slams. And I told my wife, I said, you know, everybody was really worried that there's certain moves that he might not be able to do. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he hit that DDT and popped right back up, you could tell that his body was good to go. Oh, yeah, but sure. the second he popped back up, I was just like, I just sat there and was like, it's on. You know what I mean? I was just like, he's back. He's he's not limited. He's it's fucking go time. You know. But here, uh, but the spot that I wanted to talk about scared the ever living shit out of me. Was when... I know what spot you're talking about because I was in stream last night when you reacted to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so the spot where, so everybody knows about it, but the spot where, we'll call it the Super RKO on um, J.D. McDonough, I already forgot his actual name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lord Farquaad. Yeah, there we go, thank you. But this uh, that particular spot, it scared the shit out of me because my live reaction was, okay, so for anybody that missed it, J.D. McDonough is um, climbing the, uh, scaling the cage, literally trying to escape, and then Seth uh, chases after him, and I believe it was Sami Zayn up there with him. And trying to and pull him back down. Orton gets in the, and gets in the ring. Cameras on him. He does the neck pop or whatever. I legitimately thought, and I said it on the live reaction. I legitimately thought he was gonna be like, "All right, you know what? Fuck this." And I thought he was gonna scale the cage and do the superplex. Which everybody knows that he's uh, he's like that's. For a little while, that was kind of his setup, sort of, to the RKO. And the only reason why he did the superplex is because it was his homage to his dad. Because the superplex was Bob Orton's finisher. 
So that's why he he introduced it. But like when he did the neck pop, I swear to God, I think I said something along the lines on the live reaction. I'm like, Randy, you're gonna kill yourself, literally. Okay, I'm just gonna yeah, that's that, yeah, that's what you said when he when he grabbed his neck and he popped it. Um, you because I remember your reaction. You were just like, oh God, he's not gonna go up. Um, and you're like, please don't, because Randy, you're gonna fucking kill yourself. Yeah. You're just like, please don't. You know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there and just say this. The level of respect and trust from JD McDonough nope. to Lord. all three of them that it took to do that uh-huh. is just super next level. Oh, yeah. Well, and you look at who was involved in that. Like, you are going to 100% trust that. Like, Orton to be she, like. But, she, but the thing about it is, JD is new to all three of those guys. Yeah. But the fact that he just legitimately said, okay. Let's go, let's do it, and just trusted all of them with his protection says a lot for those three guys. Oh, yeah, and not even just his protection. You could argue life as well because, God forbid, something would have went wrong. That could have, you know, potentially broke his neck or some shit, yeah. But that's also his protection. Yep. So that says a lot on on JD's part, also, because he could have he I mean he could have said nope I'm not doing it and you know somebody else, but the fact that it was him and he's the new guy, that's gonna put a lot of respect on him with those three along with everybody else backstage. Yep. Oh, most definitely. Another part of that match that was my favorite too, when Orton faked out Jay. Oh, right. Where he was gonna, like, when he goes down to do the RKO and starts pounding the mat, and then he turns around and Jay's just standing there and he goes to do it, and Jay's just like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Jay saves him with a super kick and just, yeah, that, that was. Like perfect, you know what I mean? Because in all honesty, it's it's that little tease that Orton might be, you know, if he is turning heel, like everyone thinks he is, like you know, like the rumors are that that little tease right there against Jay's perfect. But I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm glad you worded it the way you did too, because in my opinion, in my opinion, I don't think even if even if Jay didn't save him right in my honest to god opinion I don't think Randy was actually gonna hit it on Jay neither do I because because knowing Orton I feel like that was Orton's tease to us fans that like oh yeah i know i like i'm paying attention to social media even though he he may or may not you know what i mean 
Like, I'm sure he's heard it by now. Like, oh, yeah, or, uh, he's going to turn on Jay first. But the fact that, like, it, the camera even caught it. Of Orton yelling to Jay, yeah, a year and a half ago or whatever, 18 months ago, uh, you and the boys, you guys know what you did. Yeah, yeah, he said you and, like, you and the family or whatever, yep. And, but I honestly don't think he was actually going to hit it. But Neither I do I, and the main reason why I don't think he was going to is I don't think he was going to cost, you know, Cody and them the match. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think he was going to cost him the match. I, because, I like, like, you know, if he would have, if he would have RKO'd Jay, you know that, like, it would have, like, destroyed the entire team. You know what I'm saying? Because the trust. So, I completely agree with you on the point of I don't think he was actually going to do it. Because, God forbid, had he done it, the team would have imploded. You know what I mean? So. I think, well, yeah, yes and no. I could see it either way, actually. I, I could actually see it that he hits the, uh, say he did hit it on Jay, and they still won. Like, say Randy hits the RKO on Jay, Jay's just basically out for the rest of the match. However long, you know, even if it would have went on as long as it did. You know what I mean? He hits the RKO, Jay's just out, and whatever. And then they uh, then they still win, and then maybe that sets up something. But the uh, again, the reason why I don't think, he, and like, I figured he wasn't going to hit it is because, again, I feel like that's Randy's way of saying, yeah, you guys are expecting me to turn. Watch this. And I'm going to give you that tease, but I'm not actually going to do it. Right. Well, and here's my question for you, because as you know, um, as you know, um, like during the War Games match, um, I lost power, so I missed a little bit of the match. Um, he obviously, you know, teased turning on, you know, teased the thing with Jay. Did he tease anything with Sami Zayn? Because obviously Sami was part of no, the group. So, wait, was Sammy part of the bloodline when they took out Randy? Had he been put in the in the group yet? Uh, yeah, I think because that was RK bro. Okay, yeah, so I think he was there. Yeah, so I didn't know. I didn't know if he teased anything with Sammy, which is weird. Which is, in my opinion, a little weird. Maybe, like, I don't think he had his hand in. You know. Like, because he didn't have his hand in, you know, Orton, you know, being put on the shelf for that. So maybe that's why he didn't do anything to Sammy is because like, you know, oh, well, Sammy was part of the bloodline when this happened, but he's not the reason, you know, why it happened. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think he had his hand in it. I think it was just a but, with him. Yeah. Yeah. So see, that, that like... I just, I mean, it would have been funny had he, you know, teased, you know, teased turning on him too, but. I think Sammy would have been like the middleman, like Randy, what the hell, you know? Right. Um, Jamo, you have any thoughts? No. Okay. Um, 
because I, I, I was going to say something else and I didn't want to interrupt JMO. But and here's the thing, and the other reason on on my point again of why I think that was Randy's way of like talking to the social media or the keyboard warriors like we like and like to refer to them as because that was the only tease in the entire match i mean granted the match didn't last a whole lot longer after that anyway but that was the only that was the only tease in the match that randy could be turning heel because after jay saved him after the super kick it was essentially like oh randy uh, randy was just like oh okay cool we're good let's go win this thing now you know what i mean so there wasn't any other but it is it, it is orton um i don't know what show he's on actually <clears throat> there yeah was... they didn't say... sorry <clears throat> Demo. i was getting all i was gonna say is i don't think they specified yet there was one little tease but it was not from Orton in the match. Oh, yep, 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 yep. I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I think. Cody and Seth. Go ahead. No. No, go ahead. No. You brought it up first. Well, I, I know. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Part of the show too, so that's why I was giving it to you. But there was, yeah, there was one tease where, which by the way, I thought it was a very creative way to bring it into the match as well. Um, Cody at one point pulled out a bull rope, and <laughs> Seth grabbed the other end, and then there was a little confrontation almost. Oh shit! I see. Yeah, I didn't see that part. Because that's around, that would have been around the time that the power went out. So, yeah, I didn't even catch that part. Yeah, so, like, Cody, it was cool because, again, it was a creative way to bring it in the match. Because, obviously, the, I don't think, yeah, Orton was out, I think, then. I think Orton was in the match by then. But, yeah, Cody pulls out a Texas bull rope, and all of a sudden, Seth grabs the other end and they look like they're going to argue and then Cody's like hey we said one night and then all of a sudden they were using the rope as like a like a tight rope almost like a ladder or something and yeah it was pretty cool um and then I mean, what do you, uh, what else do you guys want to say about the match? Anything? Uh, I mean, from everything that I saw, because like I said, I missed a couple minutes of it. I didn't miss like a bunch of it. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was the match of the night. Like I thought, like, and that's nothing against the women's war games. I've got that second. Um, but. I guess, again, just because, you know, I guess I'm being biased because Orton being back, but that's the main reason why I would put it first. But I thought it was a damn good match. Um, I'm glad, you know, that they won 
because a lot of people had Judgment Day winning. Hell, even I did. Um, I, you know, assumed they were going to have Judgment Day win. But I was like, if Randy is legitimately coming back, I was like, there's no way they're going to have them lose, you know, with Orton being back. Um, but yeah, I thought it was overall like a damn good match. And my other favorite part is after the match was over, the way that Orton, you know, hugged Cody and it looked like he was going to start crying and like the camera caught it and he said thank you to Cody like six times and said thank you for calling me and kind of, you know, did this hand symbol and then raised Cody's hand. Like that was great to see. And then like he walks over um, to Jay because Jay, Seth and Sammy were still over like, uh, you know, by the turnbuckle and shit. And the way that he like half-assed hugged Jay and you could see that it scared the shit out of Jay. I don't know like <laughs> if it actually legitimately scared him or if he was playing character, but the way that Jay jumped and like looked at him like, oh fuck. It was just in the way that Sammy looked at him, dude, that was that was pure gold. Cause I don't know if like, you know what I mean? I don't know if he legitimately scared the piss out of Jay or if that was just, you know, if Jay was playing it off. But dude, it was great. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, I thought it was sorry, I knew it was the thing. And quick text. Um yeah, that was, I thought it was good. Um, JMO, I know you said you wanted to talk about, and you wanted to bring something up at the beginning of the show in regards to, I mean, because obviously after the match, um, when everybody <clears throat> thought it was over, on purpose, um, the return of uh, CM Punk. So, and I know JMO said you wanted to bring something up on this in regards to Seth and Punk. <clears throat> so, again, the floor is yours, JMO. Well, first off, yeah, we got CM Punk back. Okay. Um. Billy Phil. Okay. Um. What a lot of people probably don't know is that there were two people. Only two people in WWE that knew that CM Punk was coming back. I'm going to assume that would be Punk and Triple H, and that's no. it? No. Oh. No. I'm talking about in WWE other than CM Punk. The two people in WWE that knew that Punk was coming back was Nick Khan and Triple H. Okay. Hang on. No officials knew. Commentary did not know. 
Agents did not know, and neither did the production Damn. team. Okay. Damn. They kept this so, as they kept this as absolutely quiet as possible. So when we started the show, and I brought up the whole video of Seth that I sent you guys, so that's why you said when when I brought that up, you said I'm glad you brought that up. I've got something to say about that. Um, it was yeah. this. So I assume. But, Seth's but reaction the, was a combination of a work and serious? No, the combination... Okay, what Seth done... Remember a few months ago when Seth said in the interview that CM Punk is a cancer in the business and he needs to stay away? Yep. Because that that interview, like, that got clipped and ran rampant all over the internet. Yeah, yeah. so here's the, the thing about it is, he said that. When he seen CM Punk come out, his reaction and everything he did was character-based. Okay, because, like... Uh, and so, and this is pretty much... And it's probably going to work into a storyline. And I'm going to say this now. Y'all can clip it. Y'all can mark it. I do not. Whatever. Oh boy. I'm going to say this. J-Mo unfiltered, guys. I'm going to say this now. <laughs> In March at WrestleMania, Seth Rollins versus CM Punk for the title. And CM Punk's probably going to win it. And, and, the fact that we're going to get CM Punk versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, CM Punk's going to win. After the match, Damian Priest is going to cash in. He's going to get the title off of CM Punk so that, so that Punk does not have a, a, a title reign. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, and here's my question, JMO. Here's my question for you. Um, you brought up the interview where Seth Rollins said punk is a cancer, right? Mm -hmm. But he also said just after that, if he does come in and it's, and it's the right time, I'm okay with that too. Well, my question was going to be um, in that interview, what, when Seth said Punk is a cancer, was that was that like legitimate, like you know, out of character, or was he in character when he said that? Every bit, like, of, every, every bit of it's in character. Okay, so the whole him being a cancer, like he was just saying that in character and didn't actually like legit mean it, or I mean, every, I'm assuming he probably meant it a little bit serious. But the thing like, about it is. But the thing about it is, yeah, he's got to kind of kind of poke and prod at somebody that goes to the opposite company. Right. So it's it's all all character. And okay. the fact and the fact that CM Punk come back in, Seth had to have some kind of reaction off of that months ago and the because video that you're probably would pry him apart. 
and the video that you're talking about, I'm sure it's the one where he's flipping him off and and just all kind of issues or whatever. Yeah. Okay. If you notice that <clears throat> the ones that are having to hold Seth back is Michael Cole and Corey Graves. They had already got off a of commentary. Didn't wasn't like well, and Cody kind of came in there too at one. Like well, when Cody, he when he went Cody, to go when Cody, uh, the rest of the guys come out. Cody actually stood in between them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. Cody stood there because whenever Seth but, started like walking towards him, Cody had to like almost grab him. Yeah, but if you notice, Michael Cole stood, you know, got in front of him, grabbed him, moved him back, and it's and it was talking to him. Yep. And that's why. Cole, that's and why Corey when had Cole, the, Corey had the title. Yeah, when Cole and Corey got involved, you know what I mean. That's why I thought it was like legitimate and not storyline based, because when those two got involved, I was like, "Oh fuck!" You know what I mean? Because you very rarely see the commentators get involved in stuff. So when those two, I was just like, "Uh oh." But it's also the fact that they had already put, took their headset off got off a commentary because they had no idea they thought the show was over because a little graphic showed at the bottom right well see that's with me is i told crazy this um when the press conference was over him and i talked in vc for like five or ten minutes um because he just wanted to make sure that i had power back and everything like that and i literally when the match was over, you know, after Orton, you know, hugged Cody and said thank you and raised his hand, I shut Peacock off because mom needed my help because she's still having, you know, a little bit of issues with her back and everything. So I shut Peacock off and immediately went to help her. And then um, Paul had text, Paul sent me a text because he said, holy shit. He said, Punk has t-shirts and merch on AEW's <clears throat> on shop AEW and WWE shop now. Speaking, speaking of and that. he also um, brought up something that his girlfriend said, and I just I it didn't click when I read it. You know what I mean? And so I didn't realize he returned, so I had to fucking watch his return. I had to open up Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it and watch his return on there because I had already closed Peacock. So I didn't even know he came back. <clears throat> what here's a little here's another little inside information for everybody. Yeah, okay, Mr. I secretly work for fucking WWE. Hashtag get Jamal paid. Triple H. But you know, as I said, nobody knew that Punk was coming back other than Khan and Triple H. Triple H legit took over all production right before the War Games match started. Okay. And he done that on purpose and he pretty much had them put that, you know, he you know, because production thought that after the War Games, they put the graphic up, it was done. He actually had to tell the production crew 
to hit the music and everything because they didn't know. So that's why he took over like production and everything like before the war games matches because like he had to make sure that nobody like, left. Okay. And like just because like since Punk was coming back he couldn't tell them so he had to take over production so he Mhm. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And you know dude and as far as I'm concerned Triple H has pulled off the greatest returns, plural, plural, the greatest returns in wrestling history ever. Yeah, I would agree to that. I would agree to that. Now, on that note, overall, from start to finish, what do you guys give Survivor Series? A nine. Okay. Let's go. I can I can honestly say it was the best pay per view of the year. It was better than WrestleMania. Hmm. And that's saying something. Oh, what about you? Um, I would probably give it about a 9.3. 9.3. Interesting. And I would definitely, definitely agree with JMO on the one of the best of the year for sure. I would give it, okay. I'm in that ballpark as well. Now, here's my take on it. I thought it was a great show. Survivor Series has always been one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. Probably because it's around my birthday. So, you know, there's that. Um, oh. <clears throat> it's like me with the Rumble, yeah. I get that. It's like me with the Rumble because the Rumble is usually... Right before, like, sometimes it lands right on my birthday, so I completely get where you're coming from with that crazy. Oh, and for those that do not know, and for those that are watching this a little later, today is November the 26th. Today just so happens to be Crazy Eye's birthday, so everybody wish him a happy birthday, please. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, yes, it is my uh, it is my birthday. Um, not gonna say my age. Oh, whatever. You're thirty four. Don't go there. Well, thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. So here's my t uh, here's my take on Survivor Series. Uh, uh, and again, it's always been probably one of my favorite pay per views because it's around my birthday, and you know, I always like to think of like, oh yeah, what is WWE gonna give me for my birthday this year or something? You know, kind of uh, kind of that aspect. Um, appreciate that double B. Thank you. Um. But here's my uh, here's my take on the show overall. Uh, WWE 
and our truth. Yes, our truth is the best birthday gift ever. I'm just saying. Ba- Bailey, come here. Thank you, Red. Um, but here's my here's my take on the show as a whole. I thought, and again, I'm probably in that nine ballpark. I would maybe even say potentially right around that nine ballpark, whether it's eight and eight in the high eights or the low nines. And the reason why I say that is, so let's look at really quickly. Let's look at the other, was it three matches outside of war games? You got the intercontinental title match. You got, um, Santos and, and Dragon Lee, and then you got the women's title. In my opinion, I think the reason why we may or may not have said they've had better matches is because, and not to WWE's fault, but I feel like, I feel like possibly the, uh, the reason why the matches aren't or uh, maybe weren't as good as they were maybe billed is because it almost felt like the superstars in those matches were almost nervous or something because they had the two rings attached. I feel like I feel like they were nervous because oh, so let's take uh, let's take the Santos and Dragon Lee match for instance. We were probably going into that match expecting a high-flying, like, clinic, as they would say. But it wasn't because the two matches were, were, or the two rings were attached. I feel like the, they were almost, it almost looked like they were nervous to do higher quality match and like not that they were bad they were nervous to do the higher quality match because they had that other ring see the fact okay hang on the fact that they had the two rings side by side with that uh with that um thing in between them Mm -hmm. That should have made for better matches, exactly. Because that's, they, uh, that's because exactly my they point. would not have to worry about falling in between the two rings, and the ropes were so close together, the high flying moves could have looked just ridiculous off the charts. Exactly, and that and that's exactly my point. I feel like they were nervous that, like, oh, should I like? And they didn't even they didn't even bother. They should have. It, it would have made. I, I agree. I completely agree. They should have utilized the second ring. Not and and use it to your advantage. And I'm just gonna throw it out there. If Ricochet would have been. In any of the matches, he would have figured out some way to use both rings. Dude, Ricochet would have done like he would have bounced from rope to rope and did uh, did a flip from ring to ring. And it would have been awesome to see. I'm uh, right. So and, and I, again, I, I mean, even like... Dragon Lee should have took should have taken advantage of it. Exactly, and I feel like, and if the rumors are true. 
I'm not saying uh, rumors or articles, whatever you want to call it. If that match was cut, that would explain it. Because I wouldn't be surprised at all if the original plan for that uh, for that match was to possibly utilize both rings in some sort of capacity. Even if you use the metal grate in the like the reason why I say nervous, like I even said it in like in the live reaction when they were coming out because if you noticed if you noticed so the announcer table was ringside and i didn't i didn't put it together until last night honestly but because of the two rings the smackdown matches were competed in the ring closest to the ramp the <clears throat> raw matches were in the ma in the ring closest to the announce table. Again, granted, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't put it but together. Did but did y'all notice that on SmackDown there was only one ring? Mm -hmm. Yep. So they had to bring another ring in and set it up before last night. Right. Yep, because I, I actually bought that up Friday um, and was completely confused about, like, you know, because I, I brought up that they had um, part of, you know, that they already had, you know, everything set up aside from the other ring. So, then, and I thought it was weird. And I don't know if y'all paid attention to this or not. Matches really, and matches last night, Really never went ringside. No. For any reason whatsoever. No, there was no. very few, there was very few, you know, outside the ring fighting. I think the only, uh, the I think literally the only one was the Dragon Lee Santos match where Dragon Lee did the flipping senton or whatever to the, to the outside. And it, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't yeah. much. So... You know, it, something that was a little weird. Because, and in and, and past Survivor Series or even past War Games, I mean, I, I want to say even NXT, but NXT was just a different animal then. Like, even what? NXT, uh, even NXT, but I think even past Survivor Series War Games, they utilized, they utilized both rings a little bit, even in non war mm -hmm. games matches so something mm -hmm. something was i was possibly off in production of this show but all in all it was a really good show and you know i'm i'm just gonna throw it out there and wwe could do it mm -hmm. i would absolutely love to see at a pay-per-view, I would love to see WWE bring back World War Three. Three rings, giant battle roll. I don't remember that. I'm going to have to look that up. WCW had a pay-per-view for a few years called World War, World War Three. Where there was three rings, and there was sixty guys, 20, 20 in each ring until they got down to the last twenty, 
and then all of them moved to one ring, and then the last person won. It was a giant battle roll. Okay, hold on. On that note, if we're if we're speaking on matches, and honestly, Skull, you don't even know this, but I actually gave you a shout out. I believe on last episode, so I'm gonna get, I'm giving you full credit. If we're talking about and about bringing back matches or new matches, I think I think this is absolute genius. Skull, by the way, is Skull. Believe it or not, came up with a match type where it was. I believe it was like a. 20 uh, it was at least a 20 or even a 30 man rumble but once somebody was eliminated they don't go to the back and then immediately and they become lumberjacks think about that for a second yep yeah and i said i said make it um 30 people yeah mm -hmm. 30 man rumble and then once you're eliminated, your feet hit, uh, touch the floor, you just stay ringside. And it's a lumberjack match. I think it was, I think it'd be awesome. That would be okay, too. I think that would be but, absolutely yeah. cool. But Skull, Skull do you remember? Like a reverse a reverse Royal Rumble. I don't know what you would call it, but. Skull, do you remember yep. World War Three in WCW? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, just told crazy, I just told Crazy that WWE needs to bring that match back. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Yeah, I, I, there are so I was muted because I was doing something. Um, it's why I didn't respond right away. But yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I think they should bring there, it back for sure. There are so the the roster for WWE is so big right now that, and you get guys like Ricochet, Santos, Ray whenever he's healthy, um, Dragon Lee. You know, you get guys like that. Moving from, you know, dude, could you imagine seeing one of them stand on a on a post of one ring and jump into another? Dude, it would be bonkers. It, and that's the kind of match that we need right now with those little guys. 100%, yeah. But crazy. Look it up. Is my Hold on. I think my stream is frozen, guys. It's, it's been frozen. Been I thought you knew that. No. Yeah, because you Shit. were having a you were having a problem with your with your monitor or whatever a while ago. I didn't know it froze crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. And I know I know what the issue is, but I didn't. I, think I, I thought I thought that you knew that. Time. My bad. Um, I don't I don't have actual stream up, so that's why I didn't catch it. Well, oh, I do. Um, I've got chat up, but not. But I, I I have so I'm gonna I'm gonna capitalize on your idea then. I know exactly when you bring back World War Three, and we've talked about, we've spoke our grievances on this already. You replace a certain battle royal match that means absolutely nothing with World <laughs> War 3. Yep. 
You replace say, the Andre the Giant okay. Battle Royal with World War Three. No, you can't do that because World War Three would have to be its own pay per view. Yeah, because because of so 100%. many people. Yeah. Like that said, would be the, that would be the biggest yeah that would be the biggest thing like I don't get me wrong crazy like I do like your idea but like Jamie is right there like World War Three would have to be it's just like you know what they're doing with Survivor Series and War Games it's kind of like it would need its own pay per view because of just how batshit insane it is. What the thing is World War Three it's you know you have you have matches throughout leading up to that match, okay. but but. You've got sixty people in the ring, and it's just a giant battle roll, and that could take a long time to do. Yeah, I mean, it would take probably an hour, hour and a half, or more, and you're looking at basically half the time for a WrestleMania. For just one match, so you would need it to uh, end and main event a pay per view. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that being said, but no, crazy though. I I do one hundred percent agree with you though on them needing to get rid of the other match though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, dude, we spoke our grievances back in April on that. And I'm gonna, and we're gonna, <laughs> we'll keep it going. We're gonna, uh, we're, and if they, and more than likely they're gonna have it next year. And we'll, you know, just keep speaking about it that, uh, get rid of it because it doesn't mean anything. It um, used to, which is what's funny. Well, kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. Because if you, if you won the Andre Battle Roll, you were pretty much next in line to get a big push. Yep. But the last couple of years, it's just like, okay, you want it. Yay. And it, yeah, it just, it didn't really mean a whole lot. All right. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't know my stream was frozen this entire time, but that's okay. Um, but guys, we are pushing what three hours? Well, uh, two fifty. Um. So. But we also had a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we did. No, we did. We did again the best pay per view of the year. Arguably, yep. For, yep. for WWE, let me let me put that out there. Best pay-per-view of the year for WWE. Yeah, we did run long. I mean, but like Jamo said, a lot to talk about. And with it being my return to the show, I mean. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, leave it to uh, so. all. Make it a triumphant return. <laughs> yeah, it took a while. No better time than, than you know, uh, you know, the best pay-per-view of the year. So... And I'm I'm sure there's gonna be people. No, it's not the best pay per view of the year. Okay, I I wish somebody would tell me another one. Well, let them uh, let them tell you before you cut them off. 
Hmm? What I, no, well, I'll tell him real quick. That's not right. Um, but with that being said, um, I already know who we're going to rate out, but J-Mo, I'll let you do our closing. Hang on just a second. Okay. All right. No, you're good. Um, again, everybody, as I say every week, thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all for being here. Listen to us just ramble on and just just enjoy what we're doing because we do. Um, you know, for those that listen in the future, thank y'all for listening Time and watching. Huh? Sorry, I said time travelers, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, thank y'all for listening, watching. Again, if y'all know anybody that's that listens to podcasts or watches podcasts, um, please send them our way. If they are into wrestling, that's even better. Send them our way. Let them sit. Let them watch. Let them listen. Um, and, you know, just... Thank y'all so much for all the support that we are getting because we absolutely love to do this. Um, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Music, Spotify, and crazy, I don't know if you've done it yet, but we are actually, and he's actually got the page up. I don't know if he's put a video or anything up yet. But we are actually on Instagram also. Yeah, we have a we have a couple videos on there. I haven't posted there. Okay, see, I don't have Instagram. I'm not worried about Instagram. I just don't have it. I do need to say one thing really quick too before we uh sign off. Um to JMO. Uh roll tide, buddy. War Eagle. I'm not a Bama fan. Don't I, go there. Okay. Don't, I, don't go there. I I expected you to kick me for the game yesterday. <laughs> don't don't go there. But dude, hang on. I will say this. That was a, dude. That was a heck of a game yesterday. And I don't I don't know if you paid attention today, but Denver's actually leading at halftime. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I hadn't I hadn't checked it yet. Yeah, Denver's right. actually leading halftime, uh, fourteen to six. Um, Sweet. but anyway, but yeah, I I echo everything that JMO said, like with the support and everything like that. And yeah, if anyone is interested in wrestling that you know that would listen to a podcast, definitely send them our way. Um, and not just wrestling though. We and I mean, I always say it every time too. With and it's at the top of the screen there, even though my uh. The screen is frozen, but um, we're the wrestling freaks with a little bit of chaos, and that little bit of chaos can be sports, video games, <coughs> music, games, whatever, yeah. whatever have be. Well, I mean, technically, me, I mean, me and Skull just talked about football, so there you go. Yep. Yeah. So. And um, also, too, one last thing to say. Um, again. A happy birthday to Crazy since it's his birthday. So, yay me! Good old birthday podcast. Yep. yep. But with that said, I am going to go ahead and 
mute so you can um, finish off the stream, crazy.